Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system and you get to ask her one question, what would that question be? outside the simulation. Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body because I am more than physical matter. I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. September the 28th, we're about to head into October, and uh, yeah, tonight's going to be a discussion a little bit different, but I think it's an important discussion, especially in the realms of consciousness in a way, in an entirely different way. So we talk a lot about self-sufficiency on 
on this program. And I'll tell you why here in just a second. Let me just make the quick announcements. The call-in number for tonight is 1-800-588-0335. Also, if you want to participate in the chat, you can go to our Discord server. Just go to fringe.fm, the network site, and click on Discord. And if you want to support the show, you can. You can support the show by going to lightingthevoid.com, make a donation, sign up, become a deep void walker, or you can hire me for a service like Jose and Mel did if you want a reading. And, yeah, that's how you can support. So, thank. I'll get the store back up soon. I'm still catching up on orders and stuff right now, but that'll be up as well. So, uh, Jim Gale is here with us from Food Forest Abundance. And I want to tell you why we're talking about this, because as we go into this new, whatever this thing is that we're going into, and we already did a show about free-floating anxiety and what that means, but you can empower yourself easily in these, in these kind of states where you don't have to be anxious. And when you, when you empower yourself consciously, when you empower yourself in self-sufficient ways, pretty much go back to the roots of your, hum, your humanity. When you do that, you become really powerful. It scares people. You become a super independent, free individual in the best way that you can. And what are the basic needs of life, right? Health, wealth, abundance, happiness, love, all that stuff. You can take care of this on your own. You don't need anybody to tell you how to do this. So tonight, we're going to start with food. And Jim Gale is here with us from uh, foodforceabundance.com. I want you guys to go check out the website. It's really cool while the show is on so you can see what's, uh, what it's all about. Now, Jim is the founder and CEO of Food Forest Abundance. And at age 19, he first learned about the power of writing his goals. And from the practice of inspired visioning, he became a four-time All-American and national champion wrestler. And after college, he moved to Hawaii, backpacked through 37 countries, lived with uh, a Maasai, explored cultures, and searched for his next inspired vision. Then he wrote his goals again, wrote them down again. Remember the magic of that, too. At 29, which included being retired in just three years, he went on to create a mortgage company that reached $1.3 billion in sales in three years, leading him to early retirement and the achievement of another life goal. He bought a boat, lived on the ocean for a year, and then moved to Costa Rica to build eco-villages where he discovered permaculture. Now, this changed his life, and he realized he needed to bring it to every household in the world. The idea whose time has come became food forest abundance. So Jim speaks about sovereignty, entrepreneurship, mindset, and freedom. Man, thank you for doing what you do, and thank you for coming on the show, man. It's good to have you. Well, thank you so much, Joe. I'm very happy to be here. I love sharing this message with everybody and anybody. Uh, last week, I had a doctor call me up and she was crying and she said, Jim, this is the first time in two years where I see a positive future because what we create, what we can create, what we will create is a future of radical abundance. And yes, there's problems all over the world. There's suffering all over the world. There are people that aren't going to make it through the next six months and five years, right? That is going to happen. But when we can raise our vibration up and inspire people and show people that there's a better way, a way that's better on every single level from selfishness to serving, which aren't two ends of the spectrum, by the way. And we'll get into that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So the man, I got to say, like when you started out wrestling, which I was talking to you about being a wrestler in the beginning before you, uh, we started the show. Wrestling is something, I think it's kind of like, well, maybe like football or anything 
where you started out your early life going through uh, tough challenges, right? I mean, that's wrestling's yeah. tough, man. That's uh, anybody that's ever wrestled will tell you, even if it's high school wrestling, they'll say, man, that that was some tough stuff, but it really shows you what you're capable of, what it shows you what you're capable of doing on your own. Right. So, yeah, big time. I mean, for me, the addition of cutting weight wrestling to me was fun. And especially after I wrote my goals and I got away from my, where I, where I grew up, I had to get away for a while and become my own person. Right. And when I did that and wrote my goals, it was fun, but the cutting weight is what really sucked. (laughs) Otherwise (laughs) it's, it's just an absolutely amazing sport. Yeah. And do you have this, uh, comment to this quote that uh, on your website that I like on the contact said there is one thing stronger than all the armies in the world and that's an idea whose time has come by Victor Hugo and John Anthony West was another person who who told me uh, about that and I think that's a big thing like making your ideas and your dreams come down into this reality right like that's the biggest power that we have that I think that we take for granted every day that's absolutely our destiny, our power. We are so much bigger than this world it, it wants us to be. And I, when I say that, I mean, there are people out there. It's like some kind of magical thing going on where maybe we are in, as Joe Rogan said on your pre-interview or pre-thing, he said, uh, there's a supercomputer that runs the world and we don't know how to work it. Yeah. Well, yes, we do. We do know how to work it. The clues are everywhere. The clues of faith and courage and love and joy. That's how to work it. Exactly, man. I, I'm with you on that totally. So to jump into this a little bit about, I want to get into manifestation too. But before we get into that a little deeply, tell me about Food Forest Abundance. Why did you go this route? So they're combined, right? The depth of everything that I've experienced has led me to this business model, which is the ultimate selfishly serving the world. It is, um, I, 14 years ago, I learned that the world is not the way I thought it was. I learned that like 9-11 was an inside job and all this kind of stuff that's rel- mostly obvious to the people that are kind of opening their minds now. And I didn't believe it. When I was first told this, I laughed at the people and I said, you're effing crazy. (laughs) And then they said, go watch this show. It was Zeitgeist. And I went and watched it. And then the world made sense to me like it never had. But at the same time, I had my first two daughters. And when you have kids, you start asking about the future in a different way. And that's when I went down the rabbit hole really deep and went through this period of cognitive dissonance. It was kind of a shitty time, but I'm an optimist. And then I read those, those quotes, um, Bill Mollison, though the problems of our world are increasingly complex, the solutions remain embarrassingly simple. Yeah. And I started sobbing. Yeah, <laughs> that does kind of hit home too. So when you think about the solutions, do you think that service to others is probably one of the biggest solutions? I think, think, go ahead. I think when you said that, it kind of rang true with me. Yes. But, and when we align selfishness and serving and loving, what is the ultimate feeling? It's joy. It's love. So when we can lovingly and joyfully serve, then we've got the best of everything. And, and this, it's the opposite of the communist manifesto where serve out of suffer, you know, be willing to suffer for the govern, which means to manage and control and mente, which means mind, right? Instead of being happy to serve out of 
of love in a way that builds my life up and your life up. Sure, man. Sure. See, in my whole journey through lighting the void was all about bringing light into the voidness of people's lives, whether it's yeah. the big questions, whether it's happiness and not just not because I'm a guru or anything, but because I was going through it and I figured, well, if I could serve others and relate in that sense, we'll figure stuff out together. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what it was all about, man. And it brought me here talking to you about this. And now you're, you can, you've figured out how to take people's, tell me a little bit about food forest abundance and what yeah. it could do for people's, I mean, their health, their homes, everything, their sovereignty, all of that. So when we take even 10, 15, 20%, but I'm, I'm going for 50% of the 40 to 50 million acres of lawn in the United States, and we use it wisely, which means growing food instead of a monoculture that takes more poisons and resources than any other crop in the world. When we grow fruit trees and berry bushes, we create the habitat for abundance on every level. We literally reverse mass extinction and deforestation and cancer, diabetes, and heart disease simply by creating like the Garden of Eden type of vision around our world. That's awesome, man. You know, a lot of people have that, you know, you ever hear people talk about that dream too? Oh, I want a garden and I want this and I want that. And in my mind, when I hear people say it, I'm like, do it. Like, if that's what you want, just do it. Right. Um, but you've, you've kind of tapped into a way to where, you know, like people can do it and even a more, cause when I, I grew up in the country, we had gardens. Sure. Yeah. Right. But that was it. That was it. It was just a garden and basically what you can grow in a garden. So you're still kind of limited to stuff. But what I'm seeing with what you got going on is, man, there, there's all kinds of stuff that you can do. Oh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Like my buddy in Northern Minnesota near Lake Superior, uh, his name's Chad Johnson. He's one of our permaculture food forest designers and his property in Northern Minnesota has 300 plus different species of perennial edibles right? He doesn't have any fences. In fact, he creates these huge raspberries, right? It's raspberry bushes that are eight feet thick and eight feet tall. And the moose don't even go through those damn things. Right? <laughs> and, and, and now he's got this incredible, no fences, food production system that is expanding on its own. The animals are coming in. The birds are coming in. He's got birds from Russia that have never been seen in the United States, at least not documented. He's got insane amounts of life at his property and it's growing outward. It's magical. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, I think, I think if we could get more people to do this and, and not just, um, with food, but just take the mentality that you have, right. About, um, the sovereignty, about abundance, about goal setting and manifestation. Uh, we talk about magic so much on this show and I try my best not to overcomplicate it because I don't want it to be a complicated thing to explore the psyche and the spirit can be complex, but simple manifestation, bringing things into the world isn't, man, it's really not, you know, it's, it's the simplest thing. And that's the, that's where it gets. So the, the story of how we got from this idea of where we lived in abundance and joy to where we live now, the pendulum has fungs swung all the way, but guess what? It's coming back. We're in this age of enlightenment and it's the simplest thing in the world to, when we allow our minds to just go to peace 
And then we feel that vibration of the universe. We hear this buzzing. And then we ask an, a question. We set an intention. And then it's going to manifest in a way that you couldn't have even fucking imagined. Right? Right? That's yeah. the beauty of it. Yeah. It's like, what? And I got some stories that just blow, will blow everybody's mind. Like statistically impossible. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, because look, listen, I'll, I have small examples of that, but a lot of times I want to change this and maybe you can help me with this. So in my life, I, I will set something into manifestation. And for some reason, like I have to go through some kind of weird hell, right? And then when I say, all right, what I just let go and I give it to the universe, right? Then it manifests. I'm like, why didn't I just do that in the beginning? And it happens every time, but I'm, tr I'm trying to figure out why I keep doing that pattern. That's so freaking beautiful. So it happens every time until you say, okay, I've had enough contrast and it's time for me to let go of this. For some reason, there's the pain. The contrast gets so intense that we finally break somehow a part of our ego or a part. Of, and I, I, I'm, I'm all about selfishness. So I don't mean ego in a negative way. I yeah. just mean something, some barrier to consciousness breaks down and then boom, we get the download, which comes from some magical place. Right. And then boom, then we're, then we're free on that level. Yeah. So that happened to you, uh, so when you wrote your first goals down, what I, I kind of do want to hear your story, man, if you don't mind, like no, how this all it. came to be. I love it. So um, my in high school, um, junior year, I did well, third state, senior year, I was supposed to win and I lost. And, and I had beat the guy five times in a row. His name was Jerry Martin. He was born on the same day as me in 1969 on Christmas Eve and sixth time. And it was the state finals and wow. it was senior, it was junior year. And, and, and I was supposed to win. It was the biggest upset in state in the paper the next day. Like, yeah. And, 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 and then I went through this period of hell, right? And that's where that grinded, man. That's where the, and I, I didn't know if I was going to wrestle. People told me I should quit wrestling because my grades sucked and all this stuff. And, and I'm like, you know what? I, 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 something's in there. I'm going to try, I'm going to keep going. And then my coach said, Jim is Dr. Gary rushing. I love this guy. He said, he says that to the whole room. He said, write down your goals to the whole class, right? Or the whole wrestling room. And that was Friday afternoon. And I hated pay. I hated the pen and paper. I was not a fan of <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I was, I, I cherish my ADD to this day. And so I threw the paper on my desk and, and got drunk. It was Friday night. And then Saturday, I got drunk all day. Sunday, hung over, probably ordered some pizza and played cribbage. And then Sunday night came and this paper was nagging me because it was for wrestling and I had to finish it. I started writing sometime around, I don't know, eight Sunday night. And I didn't stop for probably three hours. Something triggered when for the first time in my life, I started imagining myself in the future in a way that, that inspired me. It inspirited me. And the person who showed up in the wrestling room on Monday morning was a different person than left on Friday afternoon. So when you say you started writing, were you kind of just like free flow writing? Like, this is how I envision my life or you were just writing goals or were you just writing 
whatever came to you. It, so this, it was a structured goal sheet that was meant to invoke uh, a, a vision out of yourself. Like, sure. what do you think? What did you do? Have you had any good successes and things like that? It started getting you thinking along the path of success, right? And the law of attraction is a powerful mofo. So then one thought begets another. And I start saying, well, I beat this guy and he was this and I beat this. So I started playing this game in my head. By the end of my writing, I had written that I want to be a three-time All-American, All-American and national champion. <laughs> so I give these to coach the next day and he, he calls me into his office and he sits back and he smirks and he says, these goals are kind of lofty, don't you think? And then he <laughs> proceeded. And then he told me, he said, Jim, you know, the goals are really meant to, to, to be right on the edge of what you can achieve. Right. And I smiled because I, I'm a poker player. I knew what he was saying. He was saying, there's no way in hell you can achieve these goals. I ended up being a four-time All-American and national champion. Yeah, buddy. And, that's what I'm talking about. Like, right. Like, so, so that's when, even, even when life tests you, right. And I think life will do this. Even your mentors will try to come, like everything will come against you, your dream. Even your mentors will say, no, I don't think you can do this. Right. And I believe you've been put here on this earth to see just how powerful you are. Right. That's what I believe. Dude. That you is know. so right on. I so during the, the the show here, I'm gonna look up what this person wrote about my name because when I never even thought about destiny, like I, I just don't think about that. Yeah. But somebody is talking about it, and they said, "Here's destiny," and he wrote my name and what it means. I'm gonna read that later. It blew my freaking mind. Like yeah. I am absolutely no that there is a destiny. And what is destiny? I don't know. Is it a potential that we can reach because of who we are meant to be here? Like we're spirits and we say, Hey, let's go play a game, right? The game of life. And we're going to forget that we're spirits and that's going to be the challenge. And we're going to be fighting all this opposite of live this evil. And and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I think that's what's going on. Well, I got the same thing written down on a piece of paper. I'm down here at Daytona beach, Florida. I've always wanted to live in Florida my whole life. Right. Awesome. And everybody's yeah. like, yeah, that's a dream. You'll never get there whatever. What are you going to run a radio station? Look, I'm not rich or anything. Right. But I've gotten to these places as of yet. So we're constantly seeing our potential. Right. And now yeah. I go out there and I see these waves and I remember as a kid, I was like, man, I used to dream about surfing a barrel, you know, like I wanted yeah. to surf a barrel and I'd met my neighbor, Tony, and we just clicked. It's like, a soul meeting, right? And he's like, dude, I'll teach you to surf. I'll get you riding barrels before this is over with. And all of a sudden, like I've got new, you know, it just, dude. right. It's that's a dream I had since I was a kid, but I, I think somewhere insane. along the line, yeah. we're manifesting this stuff the whole time and we don't even know it. Yeah. Yes. And where do those dreams come from? Right. Do they come with us as spirit, as part of our destiny? I think absolutely they do. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So you write these goals down, you become a four time all American, which is you passed your goal. You surpassed the goal that you wrote down. Then instead of just, then you weren't satisfied, right? Well, I won't say you weren't satisfied. You had to have felt like, how did you feel after that, man? Was there ever a time where you said, you was like, man, like, did you get like, it was an ego or was it love? What was it? 
So during that time of my life, I still wasn't very conscious in, in, in most ways. Like I, I had directed my consciousness towards achieving that goal, but I did not understand the consciousness of, of anything else, really. I mean, I was a nice guy. I was the guy who, you know, would always break up the fights and yeah. um, do all that stuff. Right. But in fact, they called me nature boy growing up. Like that was my nickname. And my friends teased me about it. Like in seventh grade, it was a horrible year for me because I wet the bed at Dave Olson's house and he told Doug Tillema and it went all around the fucking world. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, so, but, but, but anyway, wrestling helped me through that. And um, yeah, having that, that vision or, or the consciousness part. Yeah. So from there I did feel at times very egoic and very puffed up. And then, then something would beat that down out of me. Right. Yeah, right. They say, no, that's not the way slap. I got slapped quite a few times by my higher self. By the, the, the megalomania part of you that gets involved yeah. with it, right? Yeah. yeah, I get that too. So, um, And so after that, you moved to Hawaii and then backpacked through 37 countries. That's not a joke, man. Backpacking yeah. through a lot of countries like that. That's, that that's insane. Fun. Yeah. Hawaii was a trip. I, I, I remember showing up at my friend Tony and Mark's and they were, they let me, let me and my girlfriend sleep on the floor of their living room. Right. And, um, I told him I was going to get a job bartending and I had only taken a class bartending. I'd never actually bartended. And they were both very seasoned, high paid bartenders. And they laughed. This one guy rolled on his back laughing. He was such an ass. <laughs> and, and, and six days later, I had a bar backing job. And then two weeks after that, the bartender quit. And then I was the head bartender at this freaking place because I worked my ass off and I had fun doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but at some point you got to start telling yourself like, it's hard not to have an ego, right? When you, when you start seeing what you, that, like at some point you gotta be like, dude, I'm manifesting everything that I say, right? Yeah. Like everything yeah. I talk about and that I put my heart into and I think about like it's coming to reality, you know? When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Big time. Now, and this is so interesting too, this idea about ego. So who doesn't want us to have an ego, right? The communists, right? right, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now who wants us to have an ego? Like this is this, this last election, how insane it is. One is like a nothing person. The other one is the ultimate ego. Mm -hmm. And there's this, this incredible dichotomy, which the one side, both sides are using to have it be like a separation. But when we, when we can align ego, the knowing that we are literally spirit, 
that we are literally what yeah, I'll just use the word spirit because God freaks people sure. out, yeah, right? Yeah. But we are all that manifesting. And the more we can connect with our higher self, the more we can accomplish here in this incredible physical resonance. Well, I found out, dude, at 39 years old, I found out like the one thing that I don't want around me anymore. And that's why you say like when you're an optimist and I'm not just talking about people, I'm just talking about the energy. Like, I feel like I, I just want to be done with all just, I'm not saying there's not pain. I'm not saying bad things don't happen in the world. I'm not saying crappy things don't happen. They obviously do, but man, it's a dark hole. It really is like, and I'm a fiery person. So I found out like, if I stay down in that world, I get, I can get mean, man. You know, yeah. but if I get in my heart, I can be really nice. Right. So I have to stay away from it for to. a little to get to where I can handle being around it yeah. again. So I'm trying yeah. to do this like vagabond journey things, you know, right now. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? So I can handle I, all that. Yeah. I do. And, and so language is my thing too. learning neurolinguistics. Um, and this is just one that I'm working on myself is I have to I changed it to I get to. And it's a different energy in my body. My spirit resonates with that at a higher level, right? Yeah. And then when you think about affirmations, we go to questions are so much more powerful than affirmations because they're open-ended. Like, like, why am I so, um, why am I such an incredibly effective speaker towards sure. self-reliance, right? Asking that question, now all of a sudden, bing, bing, bing. And then the law of attraction brings you down this path, yeah, because you basically you just stated what you are, like that I amness you did. Yeah. You know, hey, yeah. you know what's funny too about that is like when you here's the weird thing I think that happens, and this is how like we're trying to learn how to manifest all the time. When we do that stuff unconsciously, it's not till the manifestation happens then we go, oh, I I just yeah. I manifested that right. But and then when we go try like really hard, I think uh, for some reason that it gets resistance. It's almost like if you can just ride in the wave of it, then it happens, you know, you absolutely nailed it. This idea of efforting comes from this feeling of missing it or lack or scarcity. Right. And when we're when we're acting out towards anything out of scarcity, we will get more scarcity. Right. It's when we settle into the lovingness of everything that is at this moment that the next great thing comes. Absolutely, man. So what did you learn through backpacking, through backpacking through 37 countries? What do you think was your biggest lesson out of all that? Oh, man. So it was a transitional time in my life. I had put my life savings into the bar business and lost it. Right. Um, It was 25 grand at the time. So it wasn't much. (laughs) But it was it was I had enough. I'd saved like 11,000 bucks and I moved to Surfer's Paradise, Australia. Uh, well, I, nice. moved to, I just moved to Australia with a backpack. I bought a car right at the Coke sign, right in Sydney. And I started driving on the left-hand side of the road for the first time, right behind the taxi cab. <laughs> yeah. And then I got a map because they didn't have cell phones back then. And I started just driving north. And I stopped at all these different towns. And I said, does this feel like me? Does this feel like me? And finally, I got to this one called Surfer's Paradise. And I was still in the party mode, kind of. And so... I, I, I got a, a job again. Everybody said, you can't get a job here. You're not Australian. There's no way you can get a job picking fruit up, up the, up the way, but you can't get a job on the strip. It was like one day. And I had a job bartending right on the strip in Surfer's Paradise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
That's what they said when I moved here too. On because I live on Atlantic Avenue, like right on the beach. People, people are like, no. You'll never find a property there. I mean, good luck finding a property. It, it'll never. What you're doing, I, even people will say that to me too. Like, what you're doing is crazy. Because I just went here and I'm like, I got a week to find a place. I want to get a place on the beach, right? And everybody in my life is like, you're nuts. And then the, even the people in Florida here, they're like, you're not going to find a place on Atlantic. Or you, you'll probably get a place <laughs> inland or something. I'm like, nope. I'm going to find a place on the beach. You'll see. And it happened in like four days. You know. Don't get me wrong. Like I stressed about it. But yeah, I think it yeah. was that just kind of knowing, I don't know how to explain it. Like I knew it was going to happen, you know? Yeah, that is it. That is, there's something so powerful about that. And, and so traveling, I learned. So, oh, during my time in Australia, um, I, I was also starting to read for the first time in my life, right? To really understand and dive in. I, I first heard uh, Tony Robbins, I guess it was. Oh, that's and, awesome, yeah. Dennis Waitley, the psychology of winning still. In fact, I got to get that one. That still blows my mind. Um, and so I wrote my goals again. I, I went to Bond University every day. Um, and on my one night off from bartending, I went to the UFC training center and nice. I, I, I was doing some grappling. And first time I really got uh, understanding of UFC because it was way back in the day where Hoist Gracie was still the guy, right? Oh, yeah, that's and, early UFC, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I saw that. Yeah, I'm 52 here in a couple months. I feel I never felt better in my freaking life. So I was reading these books and I was writing my goals again. And I wrote that I wanted to be retired in three years with $3 million. And I thought that was all the money in the world back then, right? <laughs> right, yeah. And I had bartending experience and a teaching degree. Um, in fact, I didn't have my degree yet. They actually sent it in the mail about three years later because I was inducted to the National Hall of Fame. And for political reasons, they wanted me to have graduated. <laughs> so I got my degree. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Crazy. Yeah. But my mom was happy. I, I didn't really give a shit at the time. But um, Technicality, so I, right? Exactly. I wrote the goals. I go back and go to this bar and uh, I go on. This guy from, knows me from college. He says, Jason Nyberg, he said, Jim, come work for my mortgage company. No base pay, but it's a commission position. I'm just like, I was like, yes, I'm in. And about 11 months later, after working for three different companies, I started my own company, filled out the forms, two years of you know experience, you know, 11 months in. Two, <laughs> and uh, three years later, three and a half years later, we did $1.3 billion in sales. And it was really fun. And you retired, did you retire? Well, you retired in three years from the, the working for the man life though, huh? So, yeah, yes. I, I mean, I thought I was retired forever. I bought a boat, 42 of a car, motor yacht, lived on the ocean for about nine months and I was bored, silly and not very happy. <laughs> I can't imagine because you don't seem like the kind of guy that's like, well, I'll just go fishing the rest of my life or something. So yeah, this yeah. is, this is where you discovered permaculture though, right? When you did this. Yes. Then I, I went, um, uh, but he said, have you ever been to Costa Rica? And I had been there visiting and I said, oh my God, I got to go back. And because I love the jungle, I'm nature boy, right? So I go to Costa Rica and I bought a piece of land and about three weeks later, I sold it, made about 15 grand on a 70 grand purchase. And I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. So yeah. I started buying tons of land all over Costa Rica, yeah. several thousand acres. Now this has ended up being 2006 and seven, right before the crash, right? right? So another epic learning lesson, but that's where I learned about the powers that be 
That's where I learned that there are parasites at every level of our divine natural system, from wood ticks and mosquitoes to the Rothschilds and Rockefellers. And they suck the blood, the energy of the people. The Rothschilds do it through manipulating and controlling the currency and all the industries, right? So I went down that kind of hole. And then, um, then I went through this path of permaculture and what's the solution. And that's what led me here. Wow. Right. So let's see. And see, I think people have this idea uh, where I'm from because I grew up with a fam- in a poor family and, and they would always think that guys like you, right? Well, once you went down that road and retired or whatever, that you would become the man. But they don't, you know how like you know, the poor mentality always thinks, not always, but a lot of them think the rich people are evil or wealthy people are evil or whatever. But the fact is, is there's a ton of wealthy people out there and that are doing great things. And I would consider you a wealthy person because you're free. You get to do what you want. And, you know, you're doing your own business and you're changing the planet with what you're doing. Right. So this is a good thing, man. This is a whole reason why you want to keep manifesting so you can live up to your potential. You know. Yes. And I lost everything. I was, I went from zero to 20 million bucks in about five years, went back down to nothing. I maxed out my credit cards because I knew this day was coming. I knew it. And I was listening to a lot of great teachers and I finally started really meditating and and really focusing on what Tesla said. If you want to change the world or change yourself, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Right. And I started meditating to that, listening to these great teachers. And all of a sudden I clicked into a new kind of level of faith or courage or whatever. You know, I, I, I love those words, faith and courage, because that's kind of the starting point to that's a clue. That's a starting point to possibility. And that was about nine months ago. And then from there, it's been in freaking sane what's happened. That's awesome, man. See? So you've, you've experienced the heights, the lows, all of that. But what's been constant, I think, uh, in your story is uh, manifestation, man. Like that, that to me, um, you hear people talk about it, right? Like manifestation. It's a phrase that's used quite a bit in this realm. And, but it is, I think we're on the way. I think in a way when this bad stuff happens on this planet, it also, it's like this alchem, alchem, alchemy type thing that kind of, like, it puts pressure on us for a reason to show us who we are and what we're capable of, you know? I mean, granted, like, it it might take out some people <laughs> along the yeah. way, right? But, I mean, yeah. if you're, if you're, uh, if it's all about spirit, you'll get another shot at it, right? So, I think we yeah. just keep coming back and we keep doing this thing, you know? Dude. That's exactly how I feel. Like it is all about spirit in my knowing, like for me, I know that I'm spirit. I'm not this body. This body is a a present manifestation, right? And to hold on to anything, I've I've done quite a few ayahuasca journeys. And have you, have you tried that yet? Uh, No, I've done DMT, not ayahuasca yet though. I want to. Yeah. I want to do the ayahuasca. I know it's different. Like I know it's more of a spiritual a DMT is like fast, you know, it's yeah. fast, heavy. And you're like, what happened? But from everybody's <laughs> stories, like with, with ayahuasca, I feel like that would be better, a better thing for me to do, you know? 
Dude, it's changed my wife's life, my life, everybody that I've sat with, um, probably 120 or so people over seven different journeys. And everybody I've sat with had a wonderful experience, except for two guys who just were so stoned that they didn't really notice it. <laughs> but everybody else, like they, they kicked heroin addiction or cocaine or any type of pain and suffering that they were holding on to, including me. Like I was holding on to different little things in my life. Life. And it just, it, it finds a way to help you release the way you're looking at something and turn it into love or connection. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, so I've felt that. Like sometimes I'll go to the beach and meditate and I'll feel that like release of resentment, anger, lots of stuff that I'm holding on to, right? Like lots yeah. of stuff that I'm holding on to. But... I don't like, maybe you can help me with this too. So when I come back out of that phase, there's still things that happen that keep pulling it and triggering it and things like that. And it's like, I'm not there yet. I'm not, I'm not there yet. And then I kind of beat myself up a little bit. Like, why am I not there yet? You know? Yeah. Your language was an incredible clue to exactly that. When I come out of it, don't ever come out of it. That's my, my journey constantly is, and, and it's a, I, I used to, call it like an addiction or obsession. Now I call it my joyful obsession, which completely changes how it feels and it puts it in alignment for it to happen, right? Like right now I take a breath and I'm like, I can feel it so intensely, right? And there's times when I notice that there's something going on in my world that I don't want. I'm like, what the hell? And then I go meditate and, and usually I can get that to go away now in minutes where sometimes it would take months or years. You're starting to pick up on like, vibrations and energy and stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think that's what I'm fighting because I do pick up on that. And then I instantly try to analyze it and intellectualize it and then maybe use everything that I've known in my past to fix it. And it's not working. Right. Sometimes yeah. I think we just need to know like, Hey man, something don't feel right. I need to step away for a minute. You know, yeah. Step towards something else. Step towards step out of that pattern of belief of BS of bad signs of bullshit and, and go towards whatever inspires you and lifts you up and raises your vibration. And that's all that it is. We can focus on all the suffering, but that will, there's no amount of suffering that I can do that can help anybody do anything. Right? Right. And so again, it's out of selfishness. So I love combining selfish with love because love is the ultimate selfishness. Well, if you think about it too, this way, uh, we, I've had both ends of that, right? And I study the tree of life and the Kabbalah a lot. The reason why I do it is because it's so perfect. It explains what you're saying in a very intellectual way. It always shows the pendulums and the polar opposites of stuff. And then it shows the the pillar in the middle path. And each of these energies have a positive and negative thing to it. And you start to see, oh, well, I can easily identify all this stuff and move into, you know, my solar sun heart energy anytime I want to as well. Right. So 
uh, it sounds easy. I'm still working, working through this stuff myself, but yeah. Um, I, I like what you're saying about that because you, you can identify these energetic or intuitive feelings. It sounds completely woo woo. I think to a lot of people, but I think it's also a, a spiritual, it's like spiritual maturity and we're constantly trying to get better at it. I think as we, you know, as long as we're alive. For sure. Enlightenment, Satori, all these different cultural words for just simply being connected to source. And I'm, it's, it's, it's everybody's journey to some degree. Like the way you expressed it was perfect. It's, it's like, okay, so what's next? How can I continue to be in this? And I go off track and then back on track and off track. But my pain tolerance has went way down. Now, if I'm just a little bit off track compared to before, it's and then next year it'll be the same. I'll be less willing to suffer this pain of thought, right? And that's the process of continuously joyfully and and it's not effort like you said about easy. Some people say it's it's hard to eat well. I say it's harder not to, right? Yeah. Or it, it's it's hard to be nice. It's harder not to, right? Or you know what I mean? It's 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 so easy once you settle here. Once I settle here, and I'm even though I'm not here all the time, by any means, I'm here more than I used to be. Right. You know, it's very interesting coming from um, you, a wrestler, right? But here's the thing that I think. I, I have this competitive thing in me that I feel like is getting challenged all the time. And it brings out some of the worst things in me, I think, but also helps me identify what those things are, too, you know? So it's like... Um, why am I competing or battling all this stuff? And people say, oh, well, you're an Aries. Well, it's your nature. Did you play sports your whole life? Yeah, I played sports. Of course, I'm a man. I love the battle. But why am I battling things that don't need to be battled? You know? Yeah. That's so cool. So the back to this idea of who am I battling, right? Am I really battling the other person or am I battling myself? Exactly. And, yeah. and we're always battling ourselves, man. <laughs> and, and I, I mean, my whole life has been, I still am crazy about playing games. I tennis, I'm completely in love with this game of tennis and I want to win really bad, not to beat the other guy as much as I used to. Now I want to, in fact, win is the wrong word. I want to do, I want to blow my own mind. I want to be like, how the hell did I even do that? There's times when something happens fast and I wasn't present for it. It just happened. Just, yeah. And those are the times I live for. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And so really, you're just trying to break your own records, right? Yes. You're just trying to keep increasing in yourself too. My, th my thing is, I think as a, ch man, I'm going to get deep and psychological with you here, but I like you. So I'll open up to you easily. Right. So, uh, my thing is a childhood thing. Right. So I think a lot of our stuff is that it's that thing where babies were happy and then the world kind of takes it from us and then we got to get it back. You know, like that's what it feels like. Um, but my father was this guy that would just constantly beat you down with guilt. And, you know, so even as, a, as an adult, I love being happy. I'm happier now than I ever was as a youngster, you know, yeah. but when people like try to, if I feel like they're trying to make me feel bad about myself, even for a second, I get triggered. Right. You and I'm like, I've got to get over this, man. Like I've got to. <laughs> 
you know, it's such a protective device being aware of it and recognizing it is because it caused the pain. You are hyper aware. And that's why you've got people that have different type of family backgrounds that are good at certain jobs in the world, lawyers or psychologists or different things, right? Because they recognize things that most of us don't. So that's a gift. You have a gift there. And, and to recognize that and then steer clear, then use that gift to navigate around very joyfully around those situations instead of going through them where the pain is. Right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. That's cool. I need to figure that out. I need to figure that out, how to joyfully do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> be proud of yourself. It's all about back to the experience of what's in here in, in the self is, is actually turn it into a, a pride thing where you're competing with yourself and you're winning like your old self and like, oh my gosh, I just got out of that in five minutes instead of five days, right? That funk. And then all of a sudden you actually build on that. Like, holy shit, I'm powerful. Right, right. See, this is the this is the stuff I'm really into. I mean, in this show, we talk about man, we talk about aliens to everything, right? But to me, the most the the coolest stuff is the inner verse, right? Yes. Like we look at space. Space is amazing. I go out and look at the moon and the stars all the time. But I think that's just a reflection, and it doesn't even compare to what's inside of us, right? Like there's a whole vast place there and i've had out of body experience too so where i was actually kind of like watching myself sleep and did a bunch of stuff outside my body i wonder did something like that ever happen to you or did you have that kind of experience well, yeah in fact yes i went to the monroe institute uh, oh sweet yeah. different week sessions and put the hemi sync things on and did the meditation and i had epic in the body experiences. Um, I never there had, the only time I've had out of body experiences were either ayahuasca or the first time I smoked a joint and I was looking <laughs> down at myself going, what the hell is yeah. going on? Right. But uh, no, that's so cool. Um, I, I actually do want to become good at astral travel, although yeah. I, I am not yet. Oh man. Like yeah, I, you, the, you might not come back. You know, because it's a, it's a place where, I mean, have you, so if you went to the Monroe Institute, you've probably read Journeys Out of the Body, right? Like you should. Yes. That is, that yeah. book is, is the most compelling astral travel it's, book you'll ever read in your entire life, right? It, that's what got me to go to the Monroe Institute. Just absolutely epic stuff. So when you say in the body experiences, were they like visions or what was going on? I felt my spirit separate from my body. I actually turned my head. I was in a, a, a deprivation tank right. at the Monroe Institute, had the, all the monitors on, and I started breathing and meditating. And uh, I got to this place where I wasn't associated with my body. And it was, I think it was right on the edge of being able to just go. But I remember looking out of the side of my head and looking around and being <laughs> able to see clearly what was around me. Yeah. And, and, and anyway, so that's, that's as far as I got, but I know I was, I, someday I'm going to get there. So you got to the vibratory state for sure, right? Totally. Totally. And you're like, Whoa, I'm still awake. That, that kind of freaks people out. Right. Cause they can't yeah. realize, they realize or when you realize I'm still conscious, but my body's asleep, you know, yeah. 
That's a yeah. trip, right? Like, I can't it's, believe I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's an epic trip. It's it's something. Yeah. You know what? Now that you're saying it, it's really resonating. I'm going to be working on that more. I'm going to put the hemi sink in probably tonight or tomorrow night. Some more meditation. <laughs> yeah, it's cool stuff, man. It's uh, like, it's cool. Like, I, so now, I mean, you got, man, you got like, like a really interesting story. So now how well is, uh, food forest abundance doing like what are we talking here i mean and i don't mean just like success financially i mean is this how is this idea growing so you said the quote earlier there's one thing stronger than all of the armies of the world and that is an idea whose time has come and i'd like to unpack that for a second because right now what are we most concerned about? We're concerned about all of the armies of the world. Right now is when this idea whose time has come has to manifest or we're pretty much screwed, right? We're going to be slaves or not around anymore. And I'm an optimist. And so I also believe you can conceive it and believe that you can achieve it, all this stuff. In fact, I know all this stuff is true. So the idea that is stronger than all of the armies of the world is something that everybody has heard of. If I tell it to you, you're going to be like, you can even describe the idea in glorious detail. Here's where the scam is. Here's where this metaphor of the snake and all this bullshit of fear, right? Is this idea of the separation of the understanding that the Garden of Eden is not a utopian fantasy. It's the next logical step. It's just literally how we should be living, except for the govern which means magic control and mente, right? So the, we have to separate ourselves from this most dangerous superstition, thank you, Larkin Rose, that we should not be the authors of our own lives, that we should have somebody else be the authority over us. That's insane, and that's what we're breaking free from. I would say, and it's not even like, it's not, to go back to the Monroe Institute, if you read the other books, he, you know, he had a second and third book too. I don't know if you read those, but he traveled further out and yeah. found societies in other places that lived like you're talking about, man, where they had planets where their consciousness, not only did they control all the food reserves, they controlled, they didn't need governments, right? Man, they didn't right. even wear clothes, man. I'm just telling right. you, it was crazy. Yeah. And they got yeah, out of too. body all the time just because they were that conscious. They controlled the weather. They took care of their food. They took care of the planet. It was literally like uh, Garden of Eden or Utopia that he yeah, found and, out searching. And, and it's so, I see it so crystal clear. So our company, um, I wrote a letter. Um, I heard about, you know, Dell Bakery by any chance? Yeah, the high yeah wire. from the high wire. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, heard he was speaking in Sanford, Florida. So I wrote a speech and I wanted to go find if I see if I could stand up on stage at some point during the day. It was a bunch of good speakers up there, patriots, freedom lovers. And um, I, I saw him. I said, Dell, man, I wrote this. I'd like to get up on stage or at least have you read it. He read it and he said, Jim, this is fantastic. Next thing you know, I'm at his place designing and installing a food forest on film nice. and it launched on earth day. And that has been the beginning of an epic ride. Yeah, I bet man. Cause he's got a big audience and he's all about freedom too. Right. So you yeah. put yourself you in alignment with all of the people yeah. that you're like too. I mean, that's, 
That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool that you did that. Uh, I know we got to uh, take a break here in a minute, and I want to get to some questions from the audience, too, if, if we can. But I, I just think that... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you, would you say that your journey has been hard, right? And Because uh, I, I heard you say something earlier about a lot of there's a lot of programs in our head that I think are misdrewed. Number one, that we have to work incredibly hard, incredibly hard and go through hell to have success and that we have to go through suffering to learn things. This is the whole Buddhist kind of mentality that life is suffering. I'm not denying any of that, but I'm not saying it's true either. I just want to hear what you think about that. Uh, I'm denying it from my perspective um, is that life is not suffering now relative to being spirit and, you know, floating around in a nebulous mist, as Abraham likes to say, um, maybe, but I'm loving this journey. Like the more I love the journey, the more it disproves that whole thing. Um, So there's a, a story that kind of goes along with this, this launch that is just so mind blowing is my two favorite shows during times of my life. One was the crocodile hunter nice. with Steve Irwin, right? When he died, I cried. I love that guy. The other one I can't name on the show uh, because it's a, it's a reveal that's coming up, but the producer of the crocodile hunter reached out to me after seeing the high wire. And he said, Jim, we want to present your vision and you uh, call you and you the Steve Irwin of permaculture, Right. So I'm thinking, I instantly said, frick, yeah, of course. About 48 hours later, the main actor from my my favorite show for like 10 years running or eight years running, it was my favorite show in the world. The main actor calls and says, I want a food forest and I get to his house. And he says, I'm thinking about doing a TV show. And we put them together and we just put in the most epic food force in the world. And it's going to be a TV pilot and it's going to lead to literally the transformation because, you know, what just happened over the last two years, right? The whole world got enveloped by an idea. Yeah. Right. Which has been forced down our throats. Yes. Right. Well, the counterbalance to that idea is the awareness that the Garden of Eden not the religious place that everybody backs away from, but the place of abundance. That's the idea whose time has come. That's stronger than all of those armies. Yeah, man, the counterbalance to it. I like it. All right. And I can't wait to see this too, when it comes out, man, because I'm going to promote the living hell out of it for sure. For sure. We'll be right back. You guys with Jim Gill, visit the website, foodforestabundance.com. More lighting the void coming up. We'll take your questions. Stay with us. 
All right, welcome back to Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Roop, live on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, Friends.fm. Make sure you go check out the network website, Friends.fm. We are here with Jim Gill from Food Forest Abundance. Go check out the website, foodforceabundance.com. If you want to ask a question, you can leave it in the chat room or use our call-in number at 1-800-588-0335. I got to say, man, um, I'm digging your energy. I need to surround myself with more of this energy. And the idea of counterbalancing the ideas that are being pushed upon us with better solutions. This has been the big thing. And Charlie Robinson, he's coming back on this week, too. He told me the last time he was on the show, he said, you know, in this parapolitical and conspiracy kind of realm, we have a lot of what he called conspiracy tweakers, right? They can take everything apart and analyze it to death. But what we need are solutions, man. And that's what you're bringing. I'm loving it. Yep. Awesome. Every level. Every level. That's right. And you know, there is a lot, you know, I've talked to my friends about this too. There, there is a lot of talk about living off grid because you see all these smart cities coming and all this stuff being pushed upon us. And a lot of people, a lot of people are like, look, I don't want nothing to do with that. I want to go do my own thing, find a piece of land. Let's do our own thing. But they get this idea that, I mean, I'm going to have to live like a caveman or something, you know, and I don't think that's necessarily true. You definitely know more about that than I do, though. Yeah. So that's when I, the, the shit hit the fan 2008, nine, we were doing a golf course community in Costa Rica and that was done because there was, the market was gone for that overnight. So then I had this other property, 700 acres up in the wood, up in the mountains. And I said, let's create a sustainable kind of community up there. Let's bring in solar. Let's plant thousands of fruit trees. It's got its own water and let's have a secure location. If the world does, does go to hack, right? It was 2011, 12. And I didn't really think the world was going to go to hack. Like I wasn't looking at it really from a, a freaked out position. I was more just wanting to create this place in the jungle, but that was the market that was to serve. So that was a mistake, by the way, to um, half the people that came up there are still my best friends to this day, like amazing people. But then the other half, they were coming out of fear. And when you live in a small community in the middle of a jungle and this idea of creating all these new communities for sustainable reasons is what I learned is the exact opposite of how we're doing it now. We're bringing the sustainability to the backyard, right? Okay. Yeah. So so people think when they think about this, they're like, well, you know, like you were saying during the break, man, like what am I going to have to go to the bathroom, like an outhouse and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be like living like an Amish lifestyle. And I I don't know, man, it doesn't seem that way. Like it doesn't seem like it would be that bad. This is the big conversation that people have, right? Like, yeah. How much, what is like detaching from society? How much can we really do it sustainably? And uh, where does the line kind of cut off at, you know? Um, because yeah. like me, for instance, um, what I do, I need the internet. So people don't believe you can be on the internet. Like, I don't know about all this stuff, but to me, I've lived, I'm from the country, man. You don't have to live too far away from a city right. to be free, you know, so right. to speak. 
We're creating a community called Galt's Landing after John Galt from Atlas Shrugged. And it is going to be completely off the grid. It's got a 430 acre private lake. We've got the only dock on the lake and I'm a bass fisherman. So it's just freaking amazing. Nice. And there's, there's a mile long paved runway on the east uh, part of the pro or on the property next door. Right. So the, my partner is a pilot. So we, you can actually land your plane and park in your garage. Right? Oh, wow, that's cool. And, Every house is going to have its own complete food, water, and energy systems on an acre. Plus, it's 52 acres total. So we're going to, we're planting, in fact, today we planted 30 new fruit trees. And we're going to have thousands of fruit trees and berry bushes and everything you can imagine food-wise. It'll probably be four to 500 different species of food within two years. Wow. Wow. So we're talking vegetables, we're talking herbs, fruits, you name it, right? Everything perennial. I don't want to be a farmer. Right? I just, I, I don't want to be a farmer. I love gardening for a little bit, but I don't want it as a job. So we, we do perennials. Like here in Florida, there's Suriname spinach and Okinawa spinach and longevity spinach. These freaking things are healthier than any salad. They taste better than any salad. And you can grow them right outside your door for free almost all, all year long. Wow. Right. So you're growing power foods around everybody's homes too, right? That's cool. Yes, yes. Yeah. And the butterflies, the birds, the animals, the life, the vibration. And, and that's one thing about the place in Costa Rica, the vibration of the place was just amazing with all the fruit trees and the birds, the toucans and the parrots. It's, it's really cool. So do you got people that are already, I mean, obviously you do, but what's the interest level on this, man? Like you got people that are really like trying We're to get doing- in on this? So, yes. Just, well, I know we will because we're literally doing our first house now. Our first house will be finished in probably two months. We are putting our food force in now. We're doing the infrastructure now. And then we're going to start. Uh, I think we'll sell it out pretty much immediately. Yeah, because see, this is what I think. I think what you're doing is perfect because there's uh, there's other like like Walmart or I forget what company it was. is trying to they're talking about building like this utopian city, man. And it don't. I don't know if you've seen it, but it looks exactly like what I'm afraid of, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. It looks like communist, uh, like a communist everything, right? And they make it seem like it's paradise, right? It's just like when you get on YouTube and they, uh, the UN has all these different like things where they talk about, well, we're going to do this whole re-global structure and build back better. And, and yeah. we're going to look at all these different systems, oh. right? And we're going to oversee it all. And you're listening to the systems and they're like, wait. I want I, these are a lot of these are I want to make my own decisions about you know so like For it's sure. pretty scary, dude. There's something so that I haven't quite figured out yet is how we've got the computer programmer running the world and trying to take control through genetic and, and kind of like a computer everything turn everything into a computer and then you've got nature right so you've got these two dichotomies one is proven. It's love, it's joy, it's abundance, it's colors, it's smells, it's everything we love about life. The other one is the exact opposite of that in so many ways. It takes all of that natural stuff and simulates it through the computer world, right? Isn't that freaking crazy? It is weird to me. It's totally weird. (laughs) So this all started with Paracelsian alchemy, by the way, like Paracelsus had books on alchemy where he took tinctures in nature and things like that and would make these 
medicines that would cure yeah. diseases and actually say, well, the moon needs to line up here, the stars need to line up there, and they would work. And the science took what he did first, first, and turned it into a synthetic thing. They turned it into pharmacology and then cut out what they considered what was woo-woo, and it took, it took a wrong turn. And look at what we have today. We have an opiate, opiate pandemic. We've got more diseases than we ever had. We've got vaccines out the wazoo and vaccines that now we don't, nobody has any real data on that are messing with nature in its worst kind of way. You know, there's no good data. Yeah. I've seen a lot of data and it's never good. <laughs> yeah. Right. It doesn't make any sense. There was yeah. a, I, I did a show uh, and so did no agenda with this professor Desmet from Belgium and he had a master's degree in psychology and he talked about this is what he calls totalitarianism. He said, there's four things that you need to do to create a mass structure, right? And the first is, is to isolate everybody. The second is to make sure that nothing makes sense, you know? And the third and fourth is to create a state of uncertainty and free floating anxiety, right? Wow. So now everybody's yeah. looking for answers. And even if the data, and this is what he said, he said, even if the data doesn't line up, even when intelligent people look at the data, they would rather not question it because they don't want to feel that anxiety. If someone would just yeah. tell them what to do. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, in it's, my mind, it's we're weak in a way. We got to get stronger, you know, you know what I mean? At the same, I do, buddy. And at the same time, it's the great awakening. It's the age of Aquarius. It's the apocalypse unmasking, lifting the veil. So you've got this major split and it seems like we're going through a, like a massive evolutionary thing right now. Mm -hmm. I was just look, listening to uh, Dr. Vandana Shiva, the woman from India. Have you seen her? Uh, no, haven't. Not yet. But I'm going to look at dude, it out though. She, she was on Russell Brand just a couple days ago. And it was, she's just, she's one of my favorite people in the world. She blew it away. She named them. She called exactly what was going on. And, and she's an older Indian woman who is a doctor and smart as heck. And that one video is going to change a lot of people's hearts that can't see through the veil right now. Who do you think else, uh, who else is doing big things besides as far as like empowering us in a natural way uh, other than what you're doing? Yeah. You know, okay. So there's thousands of people, Jeff Lawton and Jack Spirico and Nicholas Bertner. And I mean, all these amazing people, Pete Canaris down here in Florida, um, they've been showing this for decades. When you take Bill Mollison and Jeff Lawton into it for like, I don't know, five or six decades, what I'm doing is I'm bringing it to the world in my way to sure, the best yeah. of my ability and my ability is growing epically every fucking day. <laughs> right and on, it, man. Right and on. thanks to you, thanks to the inspiring messages I get, thanks to people calling me up, crying and thanking me because their lives now, they see a positive way. So all of this is like energy that's just lifting me up constantly. I've never had a better time in my life. Yeah. Especially people with families and stuff too, because yeah. they're, you know, they're, like I said, man, there's this mentality. Well, I've got to get as far away from society as I possibly can and get and like buy a bunch of land. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And it's like, well, there's better solutions than that. I'm not saying that's not a good idea. Of course you can do that. But a guy like you and some other people that's already got some land and you got some acre lots and you say, look, hey, here's a spot. 
right here yeah. for your family, you know? It's, yeah, and, and we need to bring it to the world in a way where they can be inspired to take the first step. And then our company also empowers them by creating the systems by which they can have a design in a simple food forest where it's less maintenance than their lawn and it, it will be the best investment they ever made on every level. Oh, that's cool. So you kind of, you all, you do show them how to, to keep it up and all this other stuff too, huh? That's really cool. We, yes, that we created the whole structure. We got an incredible team of people. Now um, we went from me and, and, and Travis and Dr. Ian Scott um, back on, on earth day to now about 200 and some people around the world that are now advocating and actually demonstrating what a food forest is. And that's going to go to 2000. That's going to go to 20. That's going to go to 200. It's done. It's, it's the fire has been lit a long time ago. My last name is Gail and my job is to blow the fire of freedom everywhere to the best of my ability. So is that what you were saying when you looked up what your your name meant? Yeah, dude, this is crazy. I I found it right here. So this guy, Ethan, one of our cooperative partners, great, really intelligent guy. He said, Jim James. Uh, So he said, your name, Jim or James to supplant, trip up, overthrow, defeat, dispossess. Gail is a strong wind. Your name calls you to be a strong wind for supplanting and overthrowing basically this criminal government. And that is my <laughs> life. And right I just learned that. And I've been doing that for 14 years. And now I just learned my, I'm like, that's too much. <laughs> Isn't it funny too? Like where spirit leads you, right? So yeah. as you're going on the journey of life, you know, and you're, you're going through these different things in your life, whether it's wrestling, backpacking, bartending, Costa Rica, during those moments, sometimes we get lost and we're like, what am I, what's my purpose? Or like, why, what am I doing? And then when you get to it, you can look back and go, oh man, like this, something was guiding me the whole time. You know, this is, yeah. For the first time in my life, I feel so deeply present in my body. And, and so right. deeply enjoying the process. And that's how these miracles are happening. Every single day, something happens that 10 years ago, I just said, that's impossible. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not, it's kind of different, but I, I did the same thing. Like when I worked in telecom and worked in tech support for two years, I hated it, man. Like I hated it, yeah. but I talked to angry people 24 seven and solved their problems. Then I worked in sales. I was freaked out. Like I got to sell and all this stuff. And, uh, the whole time I was working on computers during all of this stuff. And I remember wanting to do podcasting and radio when I was younger and I was, I was not this person. Like, if I wouldn't have worked those jobs doing those things that I did, I wouldn't be running this spaceship right now, talking yeah. on the microphone. I wouldn't be able to do it the way I'm I doing it. it. You exactly. Know? So, yeah. yeah, you think about that. Like, that comes back to that thing that you were talking about with faith and strength, right? It's, there is a part of our life that we do kind of have to let go and let let it be guided in a way, I think. Uh, completely agree and, and not let it like allow it is my is my favorite word for that is just enjoy it to guide me like just say okay man take me just tell me push it you know like there's this movie called the messiah have you seen that one on netflix i think so yeah i've seen that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's a good one i had i had to watch that three times because that is what is possible for every one of us to be guided by something bigger than we can even comprehend. 
And, and that's what you were mentioning. That's what everybody, it, when you work on the law of attraction and you open up to this guidance, it, it's magic. Well, can you, if you don't mind, since I, I'm going to feed off your energy a little bit, because I know my audience, um, there, sometimes we have these voices, right? And they'll hear you speak like they hear you speaking right now on the radio. And that voice in their head will tell them, yeah, but that's not you. You've never been able to do that. You can't do those things. That's not the real world. People aren't like that. This, this voice in their head, right? That's always there, you know? Yeah. So what if you started listening to that voice from a second person position? So right now you're seeing that voice from your own position. You're looking at this, or you're feeling this other entity or part of you. But if you step out of your body and you look down back at that conversation, you realize that it is, it's an illusion. It's just a program, a thought circle that you keep repeating right and step back into it and ask the opposite question turn the problem into the solution what is great about this what is the message that you are trying to give me are you trying to protect me from pain because of the pain i felt right. back in the day right and you go into some questioning what is your intention for for telling me i can't do this and then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh my God, that's not who I need to be anymore. And that's what the questions I've been asking and, and playing all the games. Ayahuasca blew so many barriers out of my being. It was freaking incredible. Yeah, that's so cool, man. That doesn't it seem like, so there is, there is the other side to that, right? Yeah. Because but for sure, there's a finish line to that. Because even in my life, like I've, I've had that voice but I've also, even when I've accomplished things, I've had voices come out of other people that I know that's not them, right? Yeah. It's not them, right? Yeah. So they get inspired, but then a voice comes out of them and says, well, you can do that, but I can't, right? You're Mr. Big yeah. Shot, whatever. And I'm like, whoa, you know, where did that come from? And yeah. that's that's also a shadow trying to play my childhood shadow. And it's, I know like people talk about demons and the shadow, but... I know in the spirit world, for sure, you can call it what you want. There is the adversary all the time trying to like keep you from becoming what you're supposed to become. And I don't necessarily look at it as Satan anymore. I kind of look at it as like, maybe it's just a natural thing that was created to get us to grow or something. I don't know. You know, so I asked the question, what would, our existence be like without friction and without contrast, right? Right. Would it, would it be just bliss? I mean, I don't, I can't even (laughs) imagine that. I can't even come close to, uh, okay. I want to see, you know, I want to ride a blue whale. Like I have ridden a whale shark and I've grabbed a great white. I I see the picture behind you holding on to one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the this idea of like you, if you could manifest anything instantly, how freaking boring as shit would that be? Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's no. Uh, yeah, I did a whole freaking show about this, man. Because I like to talk about alchemy a lot. So desire is the burning inside the temple of the body, right? And people want their desires. We live in a society where desire needs to be met right now, right now, right now. And it's like, no, man. The journey is the ride of that desire, yeah, you know, yeah. it's because 
like if you just drank water all the time, you know, it's like, wow, water would be nothing to you. But if you walk across the desert and then there's a nice cold glass of water, you get to experience what quenching really is. You know, oh, God, I know I, as a, as a wrestler, I sure as hell know about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, but that's life, right? Like yeah. if you've never had love, people are like, I've I had this crazy childhood never had love, whatever. And then love comes into your life. You know, it's a big thing, right? Like oh, man. it's a big yes. thing, you know? So yeah. that I believe what you're talking about is contrast. Cause people ask those big questions, right? Like God, and why does this happen or that happen? And I think it's, ha- it's all about the experience. I think you have to have yes. that stuff to experience those concepts. You know, I, I think that we are an expansion of consciousness and we are on the leading edge of that expansion going out into more of um, more experience, that mm-hmm. we put in our, 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 like, however you put it, where I don't know if you put it anywhere. It's just a constant new experience, right? And one thought leads to the other. And that's why if, when I start asking questions that lead me down a particular intentional thought process, that's when good things happen. When somebody jumps in the middle of that and says, tries to teach me a lesson, says this and this and this, or you screwed up here, you screwed up there. And and I get wrapped up into that. That's a freaking nightmare, right? Yeah. The, the faster yeah. that I can let that go and be like, okay, how do I serve you? Oh, I can't. Okay. I can't. Normally there's a way, but there's always a way to learn from it. Right on, man. Yeah, for sure. And based on your learning of permaculture, uh, observing nature, right? Like I have a quote in the uh, intro of this is like, I mean, I love reading books. Don't get me wrong, but there's so much to learn by observing how nature works, the laws of nature and life and how it works. Right. And I'm sure you see it in, in permaculture too. You know, uh, I mean, we talk about sacred sexuality and every time I bring that up on the show, people think I'm talking about the physical act of it. But I'm like, no, man, this whole act is the universe and creation itself. You can see it in all plant life, in all animal life, everything, yeah. chemistry, you name it, you know? It's everywhere. It's in friction. That's, you know, the, <laughs> that's what sex, right? In, in the sexual act, it's the friction, the contrast, the yin and the yang, the good, the, all this stuff that creates this epic experience. I, yeah. So does it's, that it's not, divine. so would you say that, like that type of spiritual knowledge can empower you from having to uh, depend on it. And it's not bad to take advice from other humans. Right. But when you think about sovereignty and, and, and self-empowerment, when you realize things on those kinds of levels, then really there's, you don't, there's nothing you can't do. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's nothing you can't do when it comes to life, you know? Yeah. And maybe that's when you say, okay, I'm starting a new game. I'm starting a new, a new ride. I mean, I don't know, but I want to get there and find out. <laughs> well, I read this book from uh, David Data, and, he, and it's called The Way of the, uh, I think it's The the Way of the Spiritual Man or something like that. Um, but he, it's all about being a man on a, in this age of Aquarius, right? Yeah. And he talks yeah. about purpose. And when I hear your story, it's like reading his book all over again. Uh, and he oh. talks about that, like a man will live his purpose with this fire burning in his body. Like he knows what he's going after. And sometimes when he gets there, things change and he's not so sure about what his purpose is anymore. But if he's spiritually inclined, it's almost like he knows to wait, right? To keep just kind of, it might feel weird to be stuck for a little bit, but if he waits, it will come, you know? And it's kind of trippy to think about that because I'm thinking about all the stuff you've been through, like one step to the next like that. Yeah. And it was always my biggest failure, biggest suffering that preceded the biggest success. And boom, 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 boom. And I mean, from going to zero to 20 million and then losing all of it, maxing out the credit cards, the whole works. And knowing that this and and then here's the funny part is I read this thing by uh, Jerry Hicks. Um, who was the, his wife, uh, Esther, was the inspiration for the show, The Secret. Sure, yeah. And he said, most people that make it, when they start losing it, they're going to go down to nothing before they start making it again. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I, I did. Yeah. That's a lot, too, man. That's not something most people, I'm not saying most, but I'm sure there are some people that would just fall apart at that moment, right? Like that's a lot. And I'm sure a lot of people said, you're crazy, man. Like you're going to do this or that, but you had a purpose, man. Yeah. And you know what I learned too, is that money, like our company, our, our company structure is as awesome as the idea itself. And I'm going to share why, because I don't know if anybody's ever done this and my investors want to do it this way. Like it's an unsustainable fucking model. We're going to be done in 15 to 20 years because everybody's going to have a food forest. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's going to max out eventually. For sure. This is an unsustainable business growth model, but it's the ultimate business growth model because as we make money, which we're making, we've done over two and a half million dollars in gross in five months, start from scratch. Wow. And it's the tip of the iceberg. We've got millions of dollars invested. It's just so, um, and it's literally like, we haven't even got out there yet compared to what's coming over the next three months. So as, oh, so as we make money, we, we build public facing food for us at churches, at schools, at food banks all over. We inspire the military to get involved. We inspire corporations to get involved because their people say you have to get involved. And and, and there's no way to stop this because we're not going to store like Apple. What do they have? $900 billion in the bank. Yeah. Right. If they took 1% of that one tenth of 1% of that and did a marketing campaign for freedom and self-reliance, the world would be changed overnight. If the armies took their energy for a week and planted fruit trees everywhere, 
we would have, we'd be done. We'd be right. free in a minute. Right? Yeah. So we're going to inspire that. We're going to keep putting that money back in. So it's going to be a constant flow. It's not, okay, here's comes the money. I'm going to put it over here and I'm going to guard it with my army. No, we're going to keep putting it in and putting it in becomes marketing, which happens faster and faster and faster. Yeah. It's just like compound interest. It just starts going faster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And see that that's cool too, that, that they got involved with that, knowing that it's going to, tap out eventually, but it's a fantastic idea, right? I mean, I think- And we're going to make a shitload of money in the meantime, but we're going to put it back in. Sure. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I see. And this is is exactly what I wanted to talk about, man. People don't believe or eat this stuff like this even exists, man. There's this mindset that now it's the little guy, the victim, and all this other guy that's trying to empower everybody and change stuff. And it's not, that's the- uh, the wrong way to look at it, I think, because we're way more powerful than that. You know, one man, one idea, like you talk about realized can turn into something massive. And that's exactly what you're doing. It's the perfect model uh, to me for manifestation, right? Because you've lost it, man, you're bringing it back. And most people that I run into in my life, especially really practical and grounded people, like they would, they'd be like, man, you're nuts. You're nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Right, I've heard that a lot. In my You're life. crazy. A lot. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it's and it, so putting these layers in, like we talk about the layers, we got to link the layers of the wisdom that has been demonstrated by all these greats forever, and the mindset of the people, right? And then we have to scale it. We have to compound it. So we've got this business model where people can join us. They can become a business owner. It's a landscape job, except for it's a food forest job. Wow. We we have a whole team of people and our mission is to serve the cooperative. The cooperative are the people that are on the ground, putting the food in the ground and meeting with the customer and educating the customer. Then we have the, all these networks out there of permaculture designers that actually speak directly to customers. So if somebody has a problem, they put their message out on one of our telegram or Facebook or whatever, and people answer their problem. So it it really fits every layer of it. And and it's directly related to our freedom. I hope this keeps happening, man. Like I hope, I really hope that what you're doing, other people take that example and do it with other things to, to keep us, to keep our sovereignty here, man, because a lot of people are, they just, this idea of giving up, I hate that, man. I hate because, well, there's nothing we can do. I mean, these, these bloodlines have been around forever. They've been controlling stuff forever. It it is, it's what it is like, no, man, like that's, that is not the way to think at all. You know, there's, there's one thing stronger than all the armies (laughs) and this mofo is it. Um, and, and, and there's so many fun little things to unpack. For instance, um, and my, I look back at my history. I'm like, why did I do that? And then I'm sitting here now and I'm like, that's why I messed that up. That's why I did that wrong because I had to learn how not to do it that way. Like I, I spent a quarter million getting a franchise ready and I had a 244 page FDD federal disclosure document or franchise disclosure document and a 89 page operations manual. And it was it made me sick to look at it. Mm. I threw in the trash. Our contract is now two pages and our whole business is wide open. There's no non-competes, no NDAs, no patents, nothing, no trademarks, nothing. Right. We keep our brand. Um, but 
we want people to copy this model. It's wide open. And guess what, everybody, if you want to do this, we just did 2.5 million gross in six months, started from scratch. Do it. <laughs> I do it. Now here's the thing. Yeah. We'll help you and we'll take earn between seven and 12%, depending if we provide the lead or not. Right. And that seven or 12% is going to be what is our intention. We're going to be way more valuable than seven to 12%. Oh yeah, so we, for sure. Right? Yeah. And like everybody should jump on this too. I think especially yeah. if you're living in like rural America, you know, it, uh, family people, local communities, oh. things like that, right? This is what we need to empower, not federal mandates, not corporations and mandates and all these deals that they do behind the scenes. And, and we're talking about your health too, man. Don't you want to sustain a longer, healthier life at a more, in a more affordable way? Ease, like this is, it's an answer to a lot of things, man. Well, what, in a way, like pick a big one and this is the answer to it. Like all the ones I named, you know, I mean, Crohn's disease, fibromyalgia. When we live in a healthy environment and eat healthy foods, we will at very minimum, we will lower the chances, but pretty much we'll eliminate all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm in. Like, uh, this is inspiring. This is totally inspiring. Awesome, I'm brother. glad awesome. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. And if anybody wants to get involved, like, say, on that kind of level that you're talking about, how do they get in touch with you guys? They can uh, just check out foodforestabundance.com and then call me personally. My number's on there and we'll talk about it. We'll see if it's in alignment. You know, we're not looking to control. We're exactly the opposite of control. We are regenerative capitalism. It's the voluntary exchange of value. So we're not going to oversee your business, nothing. It's your business. Our job is to help you be successful at your business. And if you ever want to leave, leave, right? But you won't want to, I don't think. No, for sure. No, that's not for sure. And I, I don't, like a lot of people in the chat are talking about how cool this is too. I, I don't, cool. uh, there's still a lot of things that I think we need to work on as a society. Um, just one question, like if let's say this idea gets fully realized and I, I can see it's going to, once you get on the food level, right? I wonder what our next thing is going to be. Dude, you know? that's a fantastic, like that's so beautiful because it, it, we, there is going to be a next thing. Right. Yeah. Is it going to be, is it going to be like spaceships? Is it going to be traveling out of space or, I mean, I don't know. It's epic. What can come <laughs> after that? <laughs> well, no, I went out on the beach the other night and I don't really watch, uh, like the news and current event stuff too much at all because it just bogs me down. Right. And I looked yeah. up in the sky and I thought I saw a UFO. I was like, man, that's, that's a UFO. And the guy on the beach was like, no, that's not, that's SpaceX, man. There's four people on that ship right there. <gasps> I'm sitting here witnessing like history wow, and I thought it was a UFO. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know that's what I mean? Yeah. We're there. We're there. We're yeah. ready, you know, to, to, to make that next leap. I think it's a vibrational leap. I think there's something to do with our vibration. And when we're ex like, even looking at a forest is proven to make you healthier. Right. 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 So imagine when we're in an epically abundant food forest and we eat healthy food, that's vine ripened. It tastes better. It smells better. It looks better. And it's more nutrient dense. Yeah, your body is going to absorb it the way it's supposed to absorb everything. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And there's not one person that I haven't talked to that tells me not one 
that they could have all of the technological problems, whatever stress in the world, as soon as they get into the middle of nature, as soon as they set themselves in the middle of nature, they get grounded, they get centered, they they get level, right? The yeah. way they're supposed to be. And I yeah. think, um, I think, wouldn't it be crazy if what you're doing is like, let's say 100, and it probably will be, 200, 300 years from now, things start kind of rotating towards like this Garden of Eden, the true Garden of Eden. And if yeah. you look back in history, right, it was uh, it was you. It was this whole idea. <laughs> it, I mean, it, well, start, it could be. You never know, right? People will know, laugh at that, but it could be. Cause it, cause I, know, fun, I, know, you know? I know that I'm going to play as big of a role as I possibly can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, And I, I believe that it's going to be a big role. But it's all the stories always are like that too. It's like you wouldn't yeah. believe how this thing started, right? Like, yeah, it, yeah. and it it'll start like that. It was from this guy who was a, a college wrestler and all this stuff, and then all these yeah. other people start because you still got energy. You got yeah. energy. You got water. You got you got health has all kinds of stuff involved with it. You've got shelter. There, the government. Man, I don't want to sound like one of these conspiracy nuts. There are so many programs of control out there. So oh, many triple letter programs that we need to get away yeah. from. It's insane, you know. It, it, and all of them programs want us to follow their mandate, which is always the opposite of nature. Right? right. I mean, like these GMO seeds that do not produce a new seed. You have to buy, you have to buy the poisons that go with the seed, and you have to buy new seeds every year. It's it's, it's horrible. It's stupid. <laughs> it's mind-bogglingly insane. And but at the same time, we're waking up, and that's the part that we're focused on. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that too. Uh, <laughs> I, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I remember when I looked at um, Monsanto and people were telling me things that I couldn't believe. And you've heard people talk about Monsanto and it's like, no, man, they got a patent that really grows in aluminum dirt. And I'm like, what? And they do. I looked this up, man. They have a patent for a seed yeah. that grows in aluminum. Like, why would they have oh that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You know, it, it's yeah. It's part of, and I do love to study this solution from every different perspective. We got mm -hmm. the religious and the scientific and all these different, you know, the health perspective. And you got to look at it from the conspiracy perspective. You know, Kissinger said, if you want to control nations, control oil. If you want to control people, control food. And that was his job. That was his strategy. And that's why he said it. So that's where we're at right now is once we get control and decentralize our food supply chain, we take the poisons out of the system, not by fighting a war against these tyrants, but by simply not buying their shit, by simply turning towards loving yourself. <laughs> that's yeah, all we got to do. Vote with what you buy and put in your body, you know, for there sure. You but don't you think, and I, I'm not trying to take this into a negative place at all. No, but please. From a practical point of view. Yeah. 
don't you think that people already see what you're doing? These big corporations. Oh, like, for sure. They they have to. They're probably in their wheelhouse yeah. right now, trying to figure something out how to stop it or get involved with it or something. Yeah. You know. Every day, um, somebody we chat about that, and it's it's a very good chat because here's what it always brings me back to this clue. And I believe they're all clues everywhere. Faith and not from what we taught at what we're taught at religious school. Right. Because that is a religion is a pillar of control. It's based on fear. It's based on this matriarch or fear bullshit, but spirituality faith, you know, is, is what, I think that this thing where you have to invite the vampire into your house, otherwise they can't come in. I know these are just silly in some cases. No, but it's a true kind of like archetypal thing. Yes. For sure. Yes. Yes. I I just am resoundingly settled in the faith that I, that I'm supposed to be here right now doing this. So, so that's a pretty good answer actually. Right. Because I was hoping you'd fire back with, well, we've got systems and all this other stuff. But then you're playing their game, right? Yeah, like yeah. you're playing their game. So you're playing uh, the spiritual game. I'm playing all I, the way, baby. Yeah. I know who's <laughs> I know who's watching over this. I know this is a good thing and it'll yeah. it's going to work out the way it's supposed to. That yeah, sounds yeah. I, you wouldn't believe how crazy that sounds to a lot of people, but it isn't yeah. crazy, man. That's where our power is. Right. That is where our power is for sure. Yeah. Stay with it. Stay with it every day. And faith in the face of even like if you go back to your story where your coach is like, man, these goals aren't very realistic. That should be a clue that, you know, that's where you're supposed to go. I think sometimes. Yes, dude, there's clues. Like I look back at all these clues. I'm like, that's insane that that happened because otherwise I wouldn't know this. And if I didn't know this, none of this would have happened. And it's just nonstop. I, whenever I play around and fish back for stuff, it, it just, makes me sit more in this my body right now and go oh my gosh there's something going on here that as long as i allow and keep flowing with it that it has the there is as a result of me flowing with it it's going to speed up the change the transition much faster than if i don't yeah exactly and you also just to be clear here you guys you're also into solar energy too right yeah yeah that's cool as well. You, there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff I feel like that needs to be uh, simplified with that. And it looks like you've got, I mean, you've got a pretty simple uh, solar system here too. So that's cool. You know? Yeah. So it, I, you know, it's funny. I keep hearing mixed messages on solar. There's not another option that I have to be off grid here in Florida. Um, so I'm definitely happily going with solar because it's the best option. Um, but if you, any of your listeners have any other ways, you know, you keep hearing about these energy devices, I believe they're totally possible. Um, but if somebody can bring that, we can demonstrate it at Golf Landing, which will, it's a perfect fit. I got to go out there and check that out, man. I got to go yeah. out there and check that out. So just for some reasons to, to do this, right? One is obviously convenience. If you've got you know, you talk about this on your website too. If you got this stuff in your yard, you've got everything you need. It's super convenient, right? Like super convenient. It's, it's super convenient and it'll be extra, extra convenient if the food supply chain collapses. You know something? I worked for a guy when I was laying bricks too. And this guy, uh, when he retired, he goes, I don't know what I'm going to do. And now he sells like tomatoes and things like that 
and he has a little stand and sells stuff and he makes a little bit. And I always thought there's got to be a way to like make this bigger, you know, where yeah, you could do yeah. this faster. And I think you, you show this here too about the return on investment when it, on your website, when it comes to growing things like even a yeah. peach tree. Yeah. It, it, let me share with you, like, let's just take a peach tree, um, a fig tree, right? Do you know what, have you ever heard air layering or grafting? Uh, no. I okay. Sorry. So air layering is when you've heard of pruning, maybe pruning sure, yeah. trees. Okay. Yeah. So normally people go out and they cut a branch off and they throw it in the ground and they've pruned their fruit tree. They cut three or four branches off to open up the middle to bring sun and air and right. stuff in there. Right. Well, if you go out 10 weeks ahead of time and you scrape the edge of that and you put some um, rooting compound with some soil on there and a little ball, even in tinfoil, then you go out 10 weeks later, you've got a $30 fruit tree. Wow. And it took okay. you three minutes. So if you have a food forest, not only are you going to be healthier and happier and everything's going to be better in your life, but now you've got a profit center and you become part of the supply chain, which is in great need right now. Wow. Yeah. I never even thought about that. Right. Yeah, and yeah. two, if you look at the markets and trade and stuff, another thing too, for sure, is our food security. They talk about that all the time. Food supply is going down uh, because of the weather or whatever their reasons are. This is happening. In my mind, it's like, yeah, whatever. Well, that's just because they're wanting to take over more stuff, right? But uh, there is food shortages all the time. And, I mean, if you yeah. look at it that way, you don't have to worry. That's another thing. It's another thing to relieve stress from you, for sure. Have, dude, have you listened to the Ice Age Farmer? Uh, not yet. I've heard someone else mentioned him, too. And uh, No, I haven't. I haven't. Dude, I got to them. Blow your mind. Um, he puts together all the facts about the food supply chain, and he's been doing this for a long time. And it is radically unstable and in process of intentional collapse. Um, they have paid farmers all around the United States 3800 bucks an acre to till in their crops. It's all being set up, it seems like, for the next one to two to three years. Man. This stuff to really think about, guys. Like, yeah. seriously, you, even when you're, you're talking about soil, uh, we only have two generations of soil left. What? Yeah. What? It's, the, the mining and poisoning. Now, some of these things, I, I like to say that some, like that was a UN quote. The UN is a criminal organization. Sure. But the farmers and the permaculturalists say it from a different perspective. It's the poisoning that's killing our soil. Right? Yeah, it's not and like the soil's to, disappearing. It's healthy soil that we don't have, for sure. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So it, we just have to stop the poisoning. And then nature is so resilient. Nature will explode back to life. Well, I'm man, I really appreciate you coming on here and talking, talking about this. I think you're a model for manifestation. You're a model for sovereignty and freedom. Uh, you're part of the Aquarian Age, for sure. You brought that up which is something that I feel like I'm trying to do too by speaking about consciousness and, and these types of things. Uh, this is the, this is what it's all about to me. So like good. I don't know what to say, man. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like uh, inspired and shocked at the same time. You know, this is, this is good stuff. Dude, I love you, man. I love your energy, and I can't wait to hang out. We're not too far away from each other. Come to Gauss Landing if you like fishing or just hanging out or barbecuing or whatever. I'll show you our food forest and everything we got going on. Yeah, man, we can show you some. We can teach each other some bass fishing tricks for sure. 
Dude, yeah, I need to learn because I'm a Minnesota guy, so I don't know shit about it. Yeah, but I know it, quite a dude, bit about it, but yeah, for sure. Dude, I'm so happy to hear that. We've got, we'll have the only boat on the lake. Like it's, it's a really neat spot. Cool, man. Cool. That's cool. You guys, where else can they follow you guys? You guys got, you're all over social media too, right? If people just want to support you, know more about you, um, they can, people can also support and donate if you want to do that as well, if you want to get behind this thing, right? But, uh, you're on pretty much every social media platform, right? Pretty much. Um, Telegram and the, the the website is best because we've got a newsletter that goes out. So foodforestabundance.com. And then if you want to be involved, get in any way, if you want to design for your yard so you can have your own food forest, it's a DIYable design or we can install for you. So there's a lot of ways where you can start growing food. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is cool. I'm looking at it all now. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for coming on the program, man. It was really good having you here, for sure. Thank you, bro. Thank you, man. It was a pleasure. We'll stay in touch. Yeah, for sure. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right, guys. So uh, I like to, I want to start doing shows like this every now and then so you guys can understand what I mean by when I talk about uh, self-sufficiency and consciousness and all this stuff. It's not... A lot of people, we always like to talk about magic and all of the mystical things and all of the really cool alien spacey stuff, but the true power in our nature is right here, right now, right here and right now, right in front of you. In fact, uh, I, I don't know how many times I've said this, but the more like you really get into, let's just say uh, magic, for example, you'll start to see that it, it isn't in natural, it isn't really that mystical. It isn't um, something that is so far-fetched that it's hard to believe. It is absolutely in nature and in everything, and obvious, too. So, in my opinion, this guy is an agent of change, an agent of what we're trying to do in the metaphysical realm by having faith in it, for, first and foremost, because he talked about that. And... I just want to tell you guys, like, no matter what you're going through, faith, whether you realize it or not, and faith is kind of a tricky thing because you don't have faith, like, in faith sometimes, especially if you haven't had an easy life. But I think as you get into this more, whether it's magic, mysticism, astral travel, purpose, hell, aliens are discovering the answer to all these crazy questions about life and the void. Faith is something that will lead you down a road to, at the very least, answers about yourself. Because at the end of the day, we may all pass away and never be able to convey these answers to people as like, what's consciousness? What happens after we die? We're not going to know till after we're dead. All the stuff. But what we do know while we're here is that things are manifesting in a way that seems would seem like to the layman or skeptic as coincidence. But I assure you, if you pay attention and you stay focused and you look into this very deeply, you'll see it's not a coincidence at all and that you yourself are manifesting all of this stuff all the time. And I'm, I'm trying to uh, switch up uh, stuff on the show a little bit. Now this week, Jeff Harmon's going to be on here. We're going to talk some astrology. We're going to do the Equinox show because we didn't get to because everything went down that night. 
Charlie Robinson's coming on this week too, as well. Uh, we're going to have some listeners that investigate ghosts come on this week. Uh, we're going to have a pretty cool week. And I just want to take a moment to thank all of you f- that support the show, the patrons, and all of you guys in the chat room. We love you, man. Go check out this website. It's pretty cool. And if you get involved with it or you're in Florida and you want to go down there and check it out with me, just uh, hit me up on the email at contact at lightingthevoid.com. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same channel, live right here on the Fringe FM. Good night, y'all. Sweet dreams. Mm-hmm.